The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hey there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm your host, Janine, and this is the Get the Funk Out Show. Hope you're starting your Monday not in a funk. And if you're new to the show, this is all about all the different inspiring stories. I bring different guests from all different walks of life. Perhaps they're giving you advice, or maybe they've been through their own funk, their ups and downs. I mean, this is a crazy roller coaster ride called life, right? So I also want to mention that we're right in the middle of the fun drive, and I just want to share some facts with you about KUCI, and I really hope you'll call up this morning. We have people standing by to take your pledge, and we have some amazing premiums this year. We've got gift certificates to different places like Veggie Grill and Trader Joe's, some of my favorites, and also CDs and T-shirts and all kinds of great incentives, and we would love your support. We are all volunteers here. We offer an amazing uh, schedule of shows, public affairs, and music programming. We are trying to raise $10,000 this year, and every little bit helps. So we would love your support. Just call this number, 949-824-KUCI. That's 949-824-KUCI. And we have people standing by to take your calls. And again, we have some amazing premiums. So if you want to find out what we have to offer, just a basic pledge of $35 can get you a CD or a T-shirt. And there's all kinds of great stuff. So again, the number here is 949-824-5824. That's 949-824-KUCI. Now, I have an amazing guest. I'm so happy she was able to join us. Her name is... Molly Mahar. She's the director, producer of a movie called Unseen, and she's going to talk about this movie. I'm just going to read you a little bit about it, and then she'll come on. It's the behind-the-scenes look at the arcane world of movie trailer voiceover artists, who they are, what their job is really like, and all over the world when the theaters go dark and the screens come to life, audiences sit in rapt anticipation, waiting to be told what to anticipate. You know that feeling. And not to be told by just anyone We know it when we hear it, a disembodied voice that simply exists alongside picture, a voice so much a part of the movie trailer experience that the speaker himself cannot even be imagined until now. Unseen takes you behind the curtain to meet the people whose voices you know so well and gives you a peek into the arcane world that few even imagine. Welcome, Molly. Hi, Janine. Thanks for having me today. Oh, I'm so glad you could join us. Me too. You know, it's so funny, the power of social networking. I heard about your film on Facebook, and believe it was, yeah, I know it was my voiceover agent in Burbank. He had posted the trailer, and I looked at this, and I thought, this is so cool. It, it, it is really amazing, and it's a wonderful tool to have, and it's especially great to be able to show, um, you know, a clip from the, from the film and, and a trailer now, which you just couldn't do. Um, you know, a decade or so ago online right. and have thousands or millions of people watch it. it. It really is a great tool. It is. It is. And then, you know, we all share it and talk about it, and it's amazing. So tell me about your background. I kind of have a visual background, I would say. When I was pretty young, um, like 10 or so, I think, I started getting involved in photography and um still photography. I was a member of my neighborhood like camera club and yeah. here I was this young girl surrounded by all of these adults and doing 
doing photography competitions and things, and, and I really loved it. And eventually that led me to film school. I came out to Los Angeles nice. from the D.C. area, and I went to USC film school mm-hmm. um, and spent, you know, spent a couple of years here studying film and, and just really enjoyed it while I was here. So I... Um, I stayed out here, and, and I've, I'm doing it now, That's which is great. fantastic. That is great. And how did you get involved in this film? Um, well, this, this particular film, I um, after I graduated from SC, I started working at a an advertising company in Hollywood that produces movie trailers. And, and so I worked there for quite a few years. Um, it was a wonderful company. And even though I wanted to be making my own projects, I, I, I just kind of stayed there because it was such a great company to work for. Um, but eventually I decided that I really needed to go off and make my own projects and kind of satisfy that creative side of me. Sure. And so on my way out, I thought, well, what would be a really great project that I could do right now that, that I would really enjoy? And, and while I was still there, I had, I had really great access to a lot of the voiceover artists, and I'd, I would hear them, you know, walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. sitting in my office, whatever. You hear the voices over and over and over again. So I was really curious who these people were. And, and you know, when you're, when you're working in that industry, and especially in, in trailers, people have these ideas about what that job is, and there's a lot kind of floating around. Everyone thinks it's really easy, and, yeah. and um, you, never, you never see these people. And, and um, I was curious. I wanted yeah. to see what it was really like. I was going to say, it's so not easy. Right. It's not easy. <laughs> we can get into that, but, but everyone thinks it is. Right. Right. Um, when they haven't done it, I actually did. Um, when you work at a trailer house, um, a lot of times they'll need temp voiceover for a project where, um, you know, you, they kind of, the editors just want to see, you know, get a general idea of what it sounds like before they, they call somebody and book in. So a lot of, a lot of people who work um, just at the company who were there might get called over, oh, hey, can you, can you do a temp line for me? I want to see how this sounds sure. if we need to change the copy. And so I would get called in. Occasionally I'd get called into an editor's bay and, and do a temp voiceover read. And I realized then how hard it was. <laughs> it's, um, I get very self-conscious in front of a microphone, even when it's in front of a friend and I know that it's mm-hmm. not going anywhere no one's listening to it. Just the act of having to stand in, in front of the microphone, I feel still like I'm being, you know, I'm being judged or, or something, and, and it's it's really hard. I know it's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know how um, people like like you and, and them do it all the time, frankly. But. You know what? I know that for me, I always wanted to do it, and I I never had the guts to do it until I met somebody. I went to Syracuse and uh, met her at a reunion. It was. No reunion. It was a um, alumni event. This older actress, and I told her about my interest. She says, "Janine, you got to call my teacher. What are you waiting for?" And so I called her teacher, and and I got hooked. But it was, it's not an overnight thing. You have to work at it like anything else. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That that was one of the things that I I discovered working on this film. Um, you know, I've got a couple people who are all in the top echelon of the voiceover world. And you imagine that it could just come easy, but everybody's been doing it, uh, who, who I worked with, for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody who, who is involved with them, who's, a, who's kind of a tech person, but isn't actually a voiceover artist themselves, you know, he made the comment that he sees his clients get better and better the longer that they do it. And that it truly is yes. a learning curve and that it, it really does take a long time to be successful at it. Right. And you have to... You really have to have thick skin, and you have to be patient. And I think you also can't just think that 
that's the only thing you're going to do. I think I think you have to have a full life to to enrich your voiceover life. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times, like you know, you want, like for me, you know, I'm not a hugely successful voiceover actress, but uh, you know, I book occasional gigs. But I like to do a lot of other things. So, but when I come into the audition, I feel uh, content. You know, it's like I don't feel like, oh, I've got to get this. And sometimes that could come across too. You know, like I really want to book this. You know, mm, right? You don't want to seem you don't want to seem or be desperate exactly. for a single job. Exactly. So, tell me, what was it like working with all these voiceover talents on this film? Um, well, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, first of all, um, I don't think anybody was really what I expected, and and I don't I don't know that I I don't feel like I had specific expectations going into it. But um, I was curious, and I was wondering who these people were and what their their life was like, and it was a lot of fun. But it was also um, my first documentary, so there were a lot of challenges inherent in that, and and you know, dealing with, with scheduling and dealing with kind of the frustrations of going out to try to find a certain, hoping for a certain scene, a certain thing to happen, mm-hmm. and not having it happen when you want it to happen, or maybe not having it happen ever. And that's some of the challenges of, of the documentary craft, which, you know, you, you learn as you go, and, and just like voiceover, it's always a learning curve. You know, mm-hmm. you get better, and it gets easier a bit, I'm sure, as you keep going. But it was... The, the nice thing for me was that everybody in the film was so open and warm and willing to do, you know, what they needed to do to help me with the film. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Was there a lot of laughter on a daily basis? <laughs> there was. There was. I found that every everybody that, that I was working with with the film was, was so funny and personable, and they, they obviously love their jobs, and I wonder why why they wouldn't want to be out, you know, doing something with people more because the the life now with all of the technology um, and something that we go over in the film is that it's it used to be a much more interpersonal kind of job where people had to go to the studios to do reads. You know, they had to actually drive to a studio and talk to people and do their reads and then go to a different studio and right. do another read. But now that the technology has gotten so good, pretty much everybody can have a home studio. And so a lot of people work out of their home. But the problem with that is that you don't really see people That's all right. day. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're recording in our closets. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, and, um, you know, a lot of times they, they, they get a couple of breaks a day maybe. But the nature of the, the trailer industry especially is that a lot of things are just last minute. You know, the studios buy time on the network and they have to, to finish it and get, they have to ship this spot out mm-hmm. at a certain time. And if, if the editing takes longer, if it takes longer to clear a music cue, or if it takes longer to do whatever, they, they might have to get voiceover at the last minute. Right. And so if you're not available within minutes, yes, you might lose a job. I know. I know. I'm sure you, you, you go through that a bunch, probably. Well, well it's interesting, because I got my home studio, uh, I think it was about five years ago, because I was driving up L.A. a lot, and I thought, you know, I don't want to keep doing this, I, but I do like going and being in front of a cast and director and being directed by, by the cast and director, because you, it's very hard to self-direct. I mean, you really yeah. don't know what it is they want. You can guess, but it's so subjective. So I like, I do like being there. I like when the client's behind the glass and you're getting direction. But it is great at times, if it is a last minute thing, it's like, boom, I can just, just email me the copy, record it, send it. You know, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That, is, that is the amazing thing about the technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely times when that is 
fantastic and when it's a real boon to the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I've noticed myself since I since I left the the trailer company and I'm now producing and directing documentaries and and other films on my on my own that I'm working um, alone a lot of the time and it, it does get lonely yes. sometimes. Um, so you have to really figure out how to balance the your social needs. Um, with your work needs when you're doing something that's not in a communal atmosphere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think the life of a voice or artist is a dream job to some people? Oh, I think a lot of people think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people think so. And especially when you're really good, um, you know, it, it can pay really well if you're mm-hmm. really good. But for probably the main reason that, that we were just talking about, about it, it being a little bit lonely and less, less, sociable, that it's not necessarily a dream job. I think if somebody who worked a nine-to-five in an office and was used to seeing people all of the time suddenly got dropped into this world um, where not only are they kind of working alone, but like you said, they're a lot of times self-directing, that it's a lot more challenging than you think it would be. And and you also don't really have vacations. No. It's really hard. (laughs) Like you said, recording in a closet. You may have to do that. And, and pretty much everybody I talk to has had to do that at some point in time where they want to take a vacation, but they have to bring a mobile recording setup because they never know if they might get called. You know, and you're on a vacation in Spain and you have to do a, a read for a trailer in your hotel room. That's right. So I think a lot of people wouldn't want to take that on. Right. And you also have to be willing to do it at night, maybe when your kids are asleep or when you get home from work. And you, even if you're tired, it's if, you, if you're driven, you'll do it. You'll do it at any hour to make it happen. Right, right. But how, how good are you if, you're, if it's the end of the night and you've just put your kid to bed and you're exhausted? Exactly. Um, you know, you're not forced to do that in a different type of job. And then there's the whole thing about, I mean, it's very competitive, and yes. and you're constantly up against other people. And um, I would imagine, if, if I were in that situation, that it would be really hard to um, just be confident in my own abilities and stay, you know, positive about it in the face of so many other people and so many other really talented people. And, you know, it's, it's acting, and you're up against a lot of people, and it's just very competitive. Right. I think one of the things that's really helped me is I know, for instance, my agent... Uh, has workshops and they'll bring in people or she'll teach and you have it's good to get out there and take a workshop and and keep your skills sharp and to be interacting with other voiceover artists to hear what they're doing to you know to learn whether it's good or it's bad and to just it's a constant thing of educating yourself exactly and um i'll I'll do a little i'll do a little pitch here for um the sag foundation which is Mm -hmm. the nonprofit arm of sag has created in um in cooperation with many, many voiceover artists, the Don LaFontaine Voiceover Lab at in the SAG building, and yes. it's a it's a free resource for all SAG AFTRA um, actors now, where mm-hmm. they can come in and and really talented voiceover artists teach workshops, and you get to take classes and you can use the lab, and so it's a much more cooperative atmosphere. And so I think, um, like you're saying, it's really useful to take workshops. I think that for people who want to get into voiceover or who are starting out, that they should really look into the, the Don LaFontaine voiceover lab at SAG. I think it's great. It's great. Yeah. The uh, SAG Foundation actually has other workshops. I just took one called uh, Obsethed. This guy, Seth, I forget his last name, he did this What Not to Do When Casting. It was hilarious. <laughs> Brought in different casting directors, and they actually were part of these little films 
and this guy Seth would would uh, crash an audition. He would overact. He would do all these things that you shouldn't do. And and <laughs> it's a great resource. And it and I met I met some people there, you know. And you just don't know who you're going to meet, and you share you, you know your different stories of what you're going through, and it makes you a better actor. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. How did you cast this film? Well, I, I'll say it took a village to, to cast it. <laughs> um, I threw out some feelers through. I had some help. Um, I started casting it when I was actually still working at the trailer company. Mm-hmm. We have um, a, a woman there who works with all of the voiceover actors and their agents, and so she does a lot of the booking for us. Um, she helped me get in touch with, with the agents and the managers, and, and so they really helped me out. They, would, they, they asked a couple of their, you know, I had a couple people in mind, and some people were unable to do it. And so when I would hear back that somebody I maybe wanted couldn't do it, they'd suggest somebody else. And, and I, you know, as soon as I call, called the, I have four people in the film that are the, the main characters. And um, each one of them, as soon as I called them, were so excited to do it and so friendly and warm. It just made me so, so happy that, that people wanted to be involved in the film. But it really did, um, I, had, I had many people helping me out to, to find people who'd be in the film and to get them involved in it. Now you had Bo Weaver, right? And you had uh, mm-hmm. Melissa Disney. Mm-hmm. And who else? Bill Ratner. Right, Bill Ratner. And Ben Patrick Johnson. They're just great. I mean, it was so great to watch. By the way, if you're just tuning in, my name is Janine. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. And Molly Mahar is joining us. And uh, we're talking about her documentary, Unseen. And is there a trailer people can watch of this film? There is a, there is a trailer for it. Um, I have a website for the film, and it's www.unseenthedocumentary.com. And the trailer is up there on the first page, and people can watch it, and I think they should. I think it's great. And where is the film being shown? We are starting a, a festival run now, so we're starting to enter um, some festivals. We just had a screening at, at the SAG Foundation as part of um, a seminar series that they did on voiceover, uh, and we screened there a few weeks ago for um, quite a big crowd of, of voiceover That's artists, great. which was um, a really nice experience for me. And um, also at the moment, we, have, we are streaming the film on demand on the website, um, unseenthedocumentary.com. You can, find a, you can click over on the left side to watch the film, and it's, it's available on demand um, for three days for $3. Nice, nice. And mm-hmm. what are people saying about the film? What's the feedback you're getting? So far, it's been really positive, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. At the, at the SAG Foundation screening, uh, we had a lot of laughter. It's a, it's a comedy, you know, it's lighthearted, oh, yeah. and these people are all really great, funny <laughs> people. And, and I had the wonderful experience of the crowd laughing at a joke, and then they kept laughing so much that they actually would cover up the next joke oh, no. in the film, which um, <laughs> is a wonderful problem to have. And, and um, I got a lot of positive comments afterwards, and so, um, yeah, it's really... I'm feeling very rewarded by the experience. That is fantastic. And so what do you, what, what's on your plate next? What do you have going on? Um, well, I'm, I'm tossing around the idea of making, making this film into a longer version, which um, would probably not focus just on voiceover, but mm-hmm. more on the entire film advertising industry and, and, and trailers and the making of, of trailers and what goes into this. Because I, I think that people, it's really easy to watch a sleek a slick presentation of, of something, you know, that the advertisers put out. And it's, it's really easy to ignore all the work that went into it and to look at it 
kind of analytically and see what is what's going on behind the scenes and what went into the making of this and what they're trying to do with that. Right. I think um, in, in some ways I can be really critical of media sometimes. I think people mm-hmm. should pay attention to what they're consuming from the media. And so in a way, my making this film and, and possibly this longer version is a way for people to understand the process and to understand all of the unrecognized bits that are happening in the background and be more educated about the media that they're consuming. And also, I just think it's kind of fun movie trailers. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. I mean, there's so much we don't know about movie trailers. It's not just the voice. There's so much that goes on putting the whole thing together. So it's nice to bring that information to people. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, Absolutely. throw out the website one more time for people. It's www.unseenthedocumentary.com. Great. Molly, thank you so much for calling into the show. And uh, I love, love the movie. Love it. Thank you, Janine. And up next, we have Melissa Disney. Thank you so much for arranging that. She's going to call in in a little bit. And uh, again, be well, and uh, I hope more people will see the movie. Thank you. I do, too. Have a nice day. You, too. Bye-bye. That was Molly Mahar talking about her documentary, Unseen, and you can visit the website, which is www.unseenthedocumentary.com. I want to tell you about our fun drive. We're right in the middle of it, and we are a team of volunteers here at KUCI. We have a great mix of public affairs shows and music shows. We are asking for your support to keep our station going. We love what we do. We love the station. And to give back to you, if you call in and give a tax-deductible donation, we have all kinds of amazing premiums from CDs to T-shirts to different certificates to restaurants. So we have people waiting to take your calls. Just call 949-824-KUCI. That's 949-824-KUCI. And this drive will really help support the station and keep things going for us. So we appreciate your support. and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. You're listening to... Irvine, Irvine. Friend us on Facebook at KUCI FM and Twitter at KUCI FM. 
KUCI Talk, Music, and More. As a parent, you can't help but look at your child and wonder what the future holds. You may dream about the possibility of your son or daughter becoming a professional athlete or a renowned heart surgeon. But while you're dreaming, consider this. The odds that your child will be diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166. Knowing the signs of autism and catching it early could make a world of difference to your child and to you. To learn the signs, visit AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hi there, I'm Janine. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. And before we are joined by our next guest, Melissa Disney, who is in the movie Unseen, produced by Molly Mahar, who is in the first half of the show, want to invite you to call in and support KUCI. This is our fun drive this week, and we would love your support. We have some amazing premiums, I heard. We've got some things from Trader Joe's and Veggie Grill and CDs and t-shirts and all kinds of great premiums, concert tickets. So the number to call is 949-824-KUCI. That's 949-824-KUCI. Help support our station. We are a team of volunteers here. Great public affairs programming, music shows, all kinds of things. If you're not familiar with the schedule, just visit KUCI.org. Great, great eclectic mix of people and talent here, and we love the station. So again, the number, 949-824-5824. Hi, Melissa. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling in on this Monday. Fabulous. <laughs> yes, Monday. Hello. Good Monday, morning. Monday. <laughs> so... How did you get involved in this movie, Unseen? You were great in it. Thank you so much. It was a really, really fun thing to do. Molly just called me out of the blue and said, hey, I'm doing a documentary, and um, I used to listen to you over at the trailer house that that she worked at, and and would you like to be a part of it? And I said, all right. I'm getting married in a week, but I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) That is exciting. Wow. Yeah, so during the interview, I was just, I don't know, I, my mind kept, she would ask a question, and then my mind would think, okay, did I invite so-and-so, and then answer the question. And then <laughs> That wedding cake, do you think it should yes, be chocolate right. cream? or <laughs> What color are the flowers again? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was fun. How did you know you wanted to become a voice actor? Was it something you were goofing around as a kid, doing silly voices? Actually, I was, oh. but it wasn't that... I was doing silly voices, and I knew I wanted to be a voice actress. I had no idea that I would that would be a part of the <laughs> career I'm in now. Um, I grew up doing musical theater, so with that, you get to do lots of different fun characters and everything, and grew up in San Diego. Oh, I uh, love San Diego. Uh, don't we all? Uh. It's awesome. Can we just bring San Diego to L.A.? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. So there's a theater company down there that I grew up with, and then once I graduated from school, I moved to Texas to be the lead in a musical out there. And someone came to me and said, would you like to do a TV commercial for us? Oh. And you know, as actors, we all say yes. Oh, sure. And then, <laughs> so we went and did a TV commercial, and at the end of the day, they said, we need you to come back to the studio and do a voiceover. And I said, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Not exactly knowing what they were talking about. Right. And um, got in there and just had so much fun. That's great. And while I was at the studio doing a voiceover for them, there was somebody else who was really upset with the talent they'd hired was not performing up to their expectation, and and this guy who I'd been working with said, hey, she's really good, put her in, and so I booked a Doritos commercial right there on the spot. Oh, come on. (laughs) Of course it was, you know, not union or anything, (laughs) (laughs) 
So I, I think I got paid $150 completely total for the TV commercial and the radio commercials. But still, look what you did to your resume <laughs> that day. Exactly. Who cares? It was fun. That's amazing. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. I know. Now, you're a singer as well, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. How did you start singing? It was all because of the musical theater background? Yeah, I, I, I joke that I came out of the womb singing. And oh, funny. I, ever since I remember, I've been singing, and my mom and I would harmonize together, and I really think I learned a lot from the Beatles. Because mm-hmm. my parents, when we'd go on little car trips and just around the house, we'd, like the whole family would sing. We'd have the Beatles on or James Taylor or so Mamas nice. and Papas, and that's all the music that I grew up on. Well, your parents, being that they showed you great music, I mean, that that's yeah. fantastic. Really cool. You cool know. Parents. Tell me about some of the highs and lows of being a voiceover artist. Well, it's funny. You, I was just listening in on the conversation you had with Molly, and, mm-hmm. and one of, there's so many highs, and then some of the lows are definitely, like she was saying about technology and how so many of us work out of our own home studios now. Right. And you just miss seeing people and interacting with them. Sure. And so you have to have a life outside of, of voiceover, of acting in general, especially if you're stuck in a booth. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> some of the, um, which some of us are comfortable in a padded cell, you know. Right. <laughs> All the crazy people in our head. <laughs> um, but I would say as far as some of the highs, um, I, I even, I look back to when I got my first, like, big job in L.A., you know, getting my Screen Actors Guild card, and mm-hmm. that was because I got booked on a, a cartoon series. And Can you say which cartoon that was? Yeah, it was called Sinbad the Sailor, oh, and I, I was playing the love interest to Bob Bergen. <laughs> and um, oh, I love Bob Bergen. Isn't he great? Yeah, yeah, so Bob was Sinbab, and I was his Sinbabe. That's what he calls me. Oh, funny. <laughs> so I, my name was Soroya, and I, I booked the series, and it was my birthday, and it was just, like, such an amazing day. That's awesome. Yeah, and then... Um, and wait, for those who don't know, Bob Bergen does Porky Pig and all these great voices. Oh, he does everything. He's so phenomenal. Yeah. I did a show on Nickelodeon for about five years called As Told by Ginger. Mm-hmm. And that show was amazing, not only because I got to work with Lorraine Newman as my mom, but oh. um, it was just phenomenal. Like, the writer is Emily Kapnick, and she's she's incredible. And I got to do this whole series about what it was like to be in junior high and move into high school. And it was like reliving those days where I was this absolute nerd, and yet I was the <laughs> queen of the nerds now. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Got to work through all those issues that you, you go through in junior high, and then you realize you think you're alone in all of this, and you, wow, if someone's written a script about this, and I went through that, and I went through that, oh, we must have all gone through it, you know? Absolutely. And that's how, in some very cool ways, um, acting can be really healing, and um, voiceover as well. Right. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, you know what's interesting about voiceover for me is I was always very nervous, like public speaking and things, mm-hmm. and I started taking these classes in Boston. I tell the story where I went to a uh, Syracuse alumni event. I met an older actress. She said, Janine, if this is what you want to do, go for it. Here's my voiceover teacher. Call her today. Mm. And I did. And the woman was hysterical because she would take the shyest person in the room, bring her in front, whisper in her ear, and the woman would say, I can't do that. Yeah. She'd say, yes, you can. <laughs> and the woman would be skipping around the room, reading a, a Clorox commercial, <laughs> swearing every other word. <laughs> and you'd, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, 
I can see why she's not nervous anymore. We can all just let it go yeah. and open up and relax. No one's going to get hurt, you know, and have fun. And I think that's what it's taught me is just have fun, relax, don't afraid, don't be afraid to be silly and goofy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? It's funny because I teach, I do privates on the side, and I, <laughs> as you were talking about that woman skipping around yeah. <laughs> with the Clorox commercial, right. I, I do some crazy stuff with my students, too, and <laughs> it's really fun because you do get some shy people, and then to watch them in about 20 minutes just come out of their shell and realize, oh, oh, wow, that was inside of me. Oh, how exciting. You right, know? right. <laughs> well, you know, as you get older, you get so insecure, and my dad was always making funny voices. Uh, and I didn't grow up with him, but when I started spending time with him later on in high school, we actually took a plane to California. He brought a tape recorder, and he was so goofy, and it was hysterical. <laughs> and I think it stuck with me because I took an animation class, and the teacher said something like, um, pretend you're um, a scared little cartoon girl, and you're going in near a haunted house, and what would that sound like? Or pretend you're a dog. or you know, And you just have to open up your mind. Right, you really do, and and just like you say, it really is playtime. Mm-hmm. Like that's, gosh, it's so much fun, and you have to allow that part of the business to be something that you really, really enjoy because the business of the business can sometimes really suck. Right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but you just enjoy the moments where you really get to play and let loose. Right, I remember booking a commercial. It was for uh, Mark Cashman. I really like him. He uh, teaches a lot of commercial yeah. voiceover. And I went up there. I hadn't, I, first time I met him, and I got in the booth, and I thought, I'm not going to worry about anybody else out there who's auditioning. And I just let loose. And it was, I booked it. It was, and it was so funny. <laughs> and we all laughed. And I thought, whatever happens, I feel good about it. Yeah. You know? That's the best way to feel, too. Yeah. After any audition. Ah, oh, who cares? I feel great, you know? I did the best I could in good time. Exactly. With all the ups and downs, do you find that you, because I know I have some voiceover uh, people tuning into the show, how are you finding your gigs? Is it mostly through agents? Are you going out on your own? Is it just networking? I mean, how does that work? It's all the above, Mm -hmm. really. I would say primarily it's through my agents and manager. And then it's just with the relationships that I've made over the years. It's great. People will call back and, you know, ask if I'm interested in doing this or that, and I just say yes. And <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, starting to develop um, some of my own projects right now, too. That's great. Yeah. And speaking of which, Molly and I, uh, the director of Unseen, we were talking about how it's, you know, yes, with technology, we tend to stay in our home studios, we're recording in our closets, but you need to network, and I know you mentioned there's a great event going on this Friday. Oh, that's right, there is. Um, Don LaFontaine was the voice of movie trailers, you know, the inner world guy. And mm-hmm. um, they are having a, his wife, Nita, is a really amazing woman. And they're doing a, a charity called Voices and the Voice, a show, Remembering Don LaFontaine. I'm reading literally from the flyer. Okay. And the charity is called In a World of Books. And he was a big proponent of getting people to read. Nice. And loved obviously reading aloud and was one of the best storytellers I've ever known and he was my mentor for movie trailers well and a lot for life too nice I got to ride around with him in his limo oh you did yeah it was really fun wait a minute how did that happen (laughs) (laughs) um all right we'll come back to the charity uh 
Well, we met at a studio called Wood Holly years ago, mm-hmm. and as we were sharing a bagel, <laughs> <laughs> back in the days when we didn't have home studios, and he said, hey, would you like to come ride in my limo with me? And I was like, who is this nutty guy asking me to ride in his limo? Like, are you crazy? I don't think so. And I went after that job, and I told my agent what had happened. And he's like, uh, Melissa, what was his name? I said, Don something. And oh, like, Don something. Yeah, that's Don LaFontaine. He's incredible. You absolutely should take him up on his offer. Oh, is that funny? And I said, uh, okay. He said, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I think I have some auditions. He's like, no, you don't. And he called Don's agent, and the next day at 8 a.m., I was writing with Don. Amazing. I spent an entire day with him, I think, until about 7 o'clock that next night and just learned so much. What were you doing? Were you going to his auditions? Were you just... Yeah, he he had so much work doing trailers mm-hmm. that he, we probably went, and I'm not kidding, we probably went to 15 different studios <gasps> in one day. Whoa. So there was no time for him to drive mm-hmm. and park. Like, he literally needed a driver his driver would be receiving the phone calls from his agent saying, okay, turn around, go back to that studio. They have a pickup line. And Look at that. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was real fun to watch. I heard about this. I heard that he did not drive because he had so many jobs. Oh, he couldn't have. Right. Yeah, it was impossible. <laughs> what a talent. What uh, a talent. I know. So anyway, this Friday night, um, there's going to be a lot of people here performing and singers. Ben Vereen's going to be there. Oh, I love him. Yeah, amazing. Um, Jennifer Lewis, Nita Whitaker, LaFontaine, Don's wife's going to be performing, Sam Harris, Nathan East, Ted Lang, Lucy and Skye, his daughters, who are just precious. And then there's going to be a whole group of us who are performing as well that are from the voiceover community, um, Dave Fenoy, Bill Ratner, Joe Cipriano, Andy Geller, Nick Tate, Cedaring Fox, Steve Tishman, Paul Pape, Jim Cummings, Nancy Cartwright, voice of Bart. Oh, I love her. Yeah. And Bo Weaver. W- wow. What a night. What time is this? Yeah, meeting? this is at uh, 7 o'clock is the reception, 8 o'clock is the show. Mm-hmm. It is at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood. Now, and we, let me just stop you right there. We can't mention money over the air, but if they want information about tickets. Yeah, I've got a phone number here. Okay. It's 866 811 Okay. And a website? Just go to the SAG. Um. Let's see, it says El Portal Box Office. I'm looking for another website thing. I would say call the box office. All right. Your contribution benefits in a world with books. That's so wonderful. Helping underdeserved youth and the Psych Foundation. That sounds great. I want to try to make that. Oh, I hope you do. I would love to. I'd love to. to meet you in person. That would be great. <laughs> so tell me some funny moments in this movie, Unseen. Oh, well, let's see. I remember we shot a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the movie, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I just—I <laughs> remember Molly wanting to shoot me getting into my car, taking off to go to uh, a job somewhere in Hollywood, <laughs> and just driving down. You know, I got in, I went out, I drove down the street, and I thought, how far am I supposed to drive? <laughs> I had no idea, and I'm driving around the corner, and I back up, and I'm like, should I do it again? Should okay. I go back to one? <laughs> It was just so oh, silly, and I thought, I just left a film crew at my house. I just left. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's really fun, and, and we had a good time talking, and they came in the booth with me and recorded some fun stuff, too. Did you see the other voice actors in the film, or you mostly just shot on your own? I shot on my own. Oh, you did? Yeah, everybody, everybody was 
I think she was shooting people during the week when we were all working. Sure. What's a day in the life of you like? Well, uh, today, for example, I got up at 4 a.m., Okay. fed my baby. Then I got up again at 6.30, fed my baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like in career. That's okay. the glamour of Oh, it yes, all. the glamour side of, <laughs> of acting. Yeah, as a new mom, everything's changed Congratulations. now. Congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. I love it. It's really fun. It's really cool. I Typically, I'll start out in the mornings by doing auditions from home and then working for some of the, doing imaging on some of the radio stations that I do. And sometimes I'll be working on the East Coast first, so that'll be kind of early in the morning, 8 or 9 or 7, depending on whenever they need it. Okay. And uh, then as the afternoon progresses, I'll think I have about a two, three-hour time span where I'm not working, and then I'll get a call from my agent saying, oh, this night show needs you at 1 o'clock, so you have to rearrange everything. And then go in and work on this night show, which is great. Love it. Love it. And um, It's great. Yeah, and then, you know, get back to my important life of feeding my son. And <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. We have a little bassinet out in my studio now. Oh, cute. So he actually comes work with me occasionally. I remember having to pump. I remember going to oh, a yeah. job <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, pumping and you know in getting going in my car I let you pump and I'm like oh well my you're God. not going to believe where I had to pump already <laughs> at the Oscars oh really because <laughs> I did this was my first year doing the Oscars and I oh, literally would be in rehearsal and feel you know that feeling of okay the milk's coming in and be like uh, right. I gotta go right and they set me up in a room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> down in one of the dressing rooms and um, oh gosh what's her name from oh Natalie Portman and I kind of shared a dressing room because we were pumping mamas that weekend uh, rough life yeah and uh, <laughs> I never saw her however oh you didn't okay. oh I just I just sat in there pumping and listening to the rehearsal as it was going on and thinking I gotta be back in five minutes oh. and you're not supposed to stress when you're <laughs> yeah don't stress nursing. yeah doesn't so work. I would sit and eat chocolate because <laughs> they provided you with all kinds of goodies. In that the always helps. That always helps. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Little caffeine for the for the breast milk. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Baby was very alert. That is so funny. Yes. Yeah, that is so funny. There's some crazy crazy things you got to do in this in this world, but did you ever imagine this would be your career? Oh no, I had no idea. What did you think you'd be doing? Well. When I moved to L.A., I told myself, five years, that's it. Mm-hmm. If I don't, quote, make it in five years, I'm going back to San Diego. I'll probably end up, I thought I'd probably end up teaching or becoming a flight attendant. Whoa, that's total opposite. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I love traveling, so okay. I, I've done a lot, of, um, a lot of traveling in the last 10, 15 years and gotten to go on a lot of mission trips, and that's been a big part of um, helping me stay sane, Can I you, guess. Wait, excuse me. I'm, I'm laughing here. Can you imagine a flight attendant as a voiceover artist yeah. getting on the... What would you say? <laughs> I'd probably say, like, um, you know, when you're talking to a kid, you just like, um, can you put your tray up now because I'm about to take off. Thanks a lot. And then when you're talking to, you know, someone else, you'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, please put your tray tables in their upright and locked position. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> I've had to do that a few times. That is awesome. <laughs> that would be really funny if, if uh, flight attendants could do that sometimes instead of <laughs> the stiffness of it all. Can you imagine if, if I got on the speaker and said, right. um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told I'm old enough to fly this plane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny, Melissa. (laughs) Yeah, you have to let it fly. You have to just be crazy and have fun and... Who cares what anyone I thinks? I love exactly. Who cares what anyone thinks? <laughs> totally. Uh, so, what else are you working on? I don't know how you could be doing much of anything else. You have such a diverse, you know, day ahead of you every day. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Well, today actually, I'm I'm going to do something really fun since I've gotten my work out of the way um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if I get a call on the cell phone. But <laughs> I'm going to see a mommy movie oh. with the girls from my mom's group. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. What movie? Um, Five-Year Engagement. Oh, right. That's a new one. Yeah. So apparently you can go with your baby and sit in there and breastfeed if you need to. It's just going to be hilarious. Um, That's great. In the other world I'm in, I I did a movie on camera Mm -hmm. called In a World, ironically. And this gal was an actress, an amazing actress, Lake Bell, she, yeah, she... I guess has been following my career for a while and wrote a part for me in her movie, which I went and did. And um, Look at that. Yeah, so very exciting. Looking forward to, to seeing that. And That's... I'm playing a washed-up drunk, which is, which is fun. <laughs> I've always admired you, and I really like you. <laughs> and you're going to play a drunk. That's right. I see you at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I think the world of you. You're going to be a drunk, washed-up, no career. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of great, and That's um, funny. <laughs> so I just I just did some more work on another award show. I did the comedy awards, That's which great. I hear was on last night, but I missed it. So I'm gonna have to YouTube that. <laughs> <laughs> which comedy awards? Which which uh, show? The comedy awards. I know it was in New York. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing when you're a mom, you like sometimes the world just kind of passes you I'm by. Like, what did I just do? What? I know. I know. <laughs> and um and another thing I'm working on <laughs> it's not the business thing, but I I really want to dig wells in Africa. This is totally random, okay. but I do. <laughs> and so I have right. this guitar yeah. that I'm going to get signed by as many celebrities as I can. Nice. And then I'm gonna auction it off on eBay or wherever and I'm gonna buy a well digger. And wow. probably with in conjunction with another company, mm-hmm. and um, and get some wells dug in Africa, because I sponsor some kids there that I got to meet a few years ago, and right severe uh, droughts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, major. Yeah. Right. And they have, you know, they they have an amazing abundant soil there, but they don't even have the money to buy the seeds to plant. Are wells expensive? The well. Are the are they really expensive to? I don't think so. I don't okay. think it's that much. I mean, I've heard it's as inexpensive as, you know, $5,000 to dig one. Whoa. Yeah, and it, it doesn't seem like no. a lot to me That's to help not. a whole village. No, it doesn't. So I figure, why just build a well when you can buy a well digger and then, you know, give it to a company that is... We'll go and do it. Just going to do it. Yeah, yes. let's get yeah. people eating and drinking and having a good time. And <laughs> I think it's great. Being well. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I think it's great. It's <laughs> awesome. Tell me, anything, like, in your mind, your dream project? Uh, well, I think my dream project would be to write a musical that would go to Broadway mm-hmm. and then have it be made into a movie and to star in it. Nice. Really that nice. would be the dream. Da, yes. da, da, da. 
And you have a gorgeous voice. I've, I've listened to your voice oh, off you. air. So. Any last parting words you'd like to share with us, Melissa? <sighs> parting words. Any For people, perhaps, that this show, is the theme is Get the Funk Out, so people that have had ups and downs in this crazy roller coaster ride called life. Yes. Uh, you know. My parting words would be, eat your vegetables. No, my parting <laughs> words would be, skip the vegetables, go straight to dessert. Okay, <laughs> maybe you're a little sleep-deprived. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Enjoy life. Well, I think... Um, in honor of Don LaFontaine, since we're doing the yes. event for him this week, I think I'd like to just quote him and okay. saying that um, when you start making money, the thing that you need to do is to give it away mm. and give it away and give it away and give it away. And he was such a generous, generous man and gave so much and had taught me a lot about just life in general. And when you're going through the ups and downs of life, um, and you get into a, a low spot, I think one of the best things best things you can do is to go and help somebody else. Nice. So true. Yeah. Melissa, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks, Janine. So great talking with you, and I hope to see you on Friday. That sounds great. I'm going to try to swing it. That'd be awesome. All right. Take care. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. That was my special guest, Melissa Disney. If you want more information, you can visit her website, melissadisney.com. And again, it's our fun drive. We have people standing by. Help support KUCI for this great mix of programming we offer you. If you're not familiar with our schedule, you can visit it at www.kuci.org. We have public affairs programming, music shows, and a whole variety of things for you. And if you call up right now, the number is 949-824-5824. We have people standing by. We have some amazing things to offer you for your tax-deductible donation, from T-shirts and CDs to gift certificates to show tickets. So, again, the number to call is 949-824-5824. And coming up next, Cure for the Blues with Sheldon Abbott. Have an amazing Monday, everybody. The Claire Trevor School of the Arts has many dance, drama, music, and studio arts performances throughout the school year on the campus of UC Irvine. Events range from student ensembles to master classes given by professionals throughout the year that are open to the public. For more information on events and ticket prices, visit www.arts.uci.edu.